my husband and my parents and I, we went on a trip to the land of New Orleans, okay? Have you guys ever been there before? New Orleans, okay? Um, it's a pretty cool place. What I love about it is it's, it's in Louisiana, so it's part of the United States, but it doesn't feel that way when you go down there. It feels like it's a completely separate country. The way that people look, the way that they talk, the things that they eat, the way that the land itself looks is so completely different from anything that we have in Colorado that it almost feels like it's this exotic location. Now, one of the things you need to understand about New Orleans is that it is under sea level. So what does that mean? Well, here we're 4,600 feet above sea level. There, they literally are underneath it. So what's a common problem that they have? Hurricanes, flooding, that kind of thing. It's true. But it is a beautiful, beautiful state. And most of it is underwater because it's under sea level. And that land is called swamp or bayou. And again, very, very different from anything that we have here. And the people that live among the swamps and the bayou, well, they're, they're different, okay? They are different in a lot of ways. They are, at all intents and purposes, swamp people. So my husband and I, we're like, okay, we're going to New Orleans. We got to do a tour of the swamp. And so we go on an airboat tour, which is a special boat that's built for the swamps. And we're like, we're going to do it right. So we are going to get a guide that knows his way around the swamp. And so we find this company. We read their views. It looks really, really promising. And then we show up and we meet the guy. And when I meet him, I'm like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. I think that the swamp itself birthed you and brought you into the world, okay? That's the vibe this guy has. And he starts talking to us, and I can't understand a thing that he is saying. He has what we call a Cajun accent, okay? And if you've never heard that before, it's, it's swamp person, and this is kind of what it sounds like. Oh, Cajun? Yep. Y yes, sir. You wrestle them alligators? I, I don't wrestle them, but I catch them. <laughs> you do? I catch them. Well, look, I got a good tape in that Gator Boys. Yeah. They're from Florida. Matter of fact, they're filming Everglades in Florida. Gator Boys. There's two boys that they, they wrestle alligators, they wrestle them. They go up underneath the water to catch them. What? What, what did, I heard gators, I got that part. So the fella, he didn't have many teeth and uh, he, he was from the swamp and this was our guide. And I was like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna have a good time. This is gonna be awesome. He said the F word like every other word and I was next to my grandma, so I kept like blushing, you know, it was, it was a good time. So we're on the boat and it's beautiful, okay? I've got a picture that I took. So you can see the water is real, real murky. We saw probably 15 gators in the water. And then there's these huge cypress trees with the span moss that hangs off of them. It's absolutely breathtaking. And so we're going on this tour and the guy, the guide, he asks, okay, y'all, because they're in Louisiana, you know that there are a ton of snakes down here. And instantly my husband, who's sitting next to me, he starts to tense up a little bit because he's, he's not a snake boy. He, he doesn't like snakes. And so the guide is saying, you guys got to watch out around here, around these parts, because they are everywhere. And these aren't normal snakes. These are cottonmouths, okay? Now, I have a picture of a cottonmouth. 
These things are nasty, okay? They call them cotton mouths because their mouths are white like cotton. Now, these things make rattlesnakes look like koala bears, okay? That's how vicious and mean they are. Rattlesnakes, they'll warn you before they bite you. These ones will go out of their way to chase you in order to hurt you. And if they bite you, it can absolutely be deadly. Now, we're in the middle of the swamp. You think there's a whole lot of medical care down there? No. And so he says, if you see a snake, you run because it will bite you and you could die. Now, the whole time he's saying this, my husband starts to freak out more and more and more. I swear I can hear his heart beating. And then the guide says, oh, and one more thing. We're about to go under an area that is covered by trees. Water moccasins, or they're also called cotton mouse, they like to hang out in trees. And every once in a while, they decide that they like to ruin um, the visitor's day by jumping in the boat in order to bite them out of the trees. So he says they will literally rain down on you if they decide that they want to. Okay, my husband is freaking out. I swear at this moment, he is trying to pull the eject button. He wants off the boat. And we start heading towards these trees. And so I'm kind of looking up and everybody's looking around, waiting for some snakes to drop. And all of a sudden we hear the guide yell, everybody watch out, there's a snake! As he throws a fake snake onto my husband's lap directly. My husband jumps up, he grabs the snake by its tail and my knight in shining armor throws it towards me, okay? Throws the snake towards me and he loses his mind. Now, I'm not afraid. No, I was afraid. I was afraid, okay? So I'm freaking out. And then the whole boat turns and laughs at us because it is clearly a fake snake and the guide just lost his tip, okay? So that's the funny story that I have. Husband's really not a big fan of snakes. I respect them. I keep my distance. I'm not going to be owning a snake at any time. I have this theory where if you own a snake, you probably are not the best person, okay? Because they're just freaky and they're scary. And tonight we're going to be talking about one snake in particular. Now, this isn't necessarily one that crawls on the ground or that lives in the swamp, but this snake is our enemy. He is the one that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy us, and his name is the devil or Satan. Now, many of you might be thinking, okay, I've heard of Satan before, like in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, but here's what you guys need to understand. Satan still around. He's still a thing. In fact, he is impacting your life on a regular basis, whether you realize it or not. And Satan, much like a snake, is very, very strategic and very, very evil. And his one and only goal in his entire life is to ruin yours. And so tonight, as we talk about Satan, the devil, and how he tries to mess with us, we're going to look at what his game plan is, how he actually goes about trying to hurt us, because the truth is, the best offense 
is good defense. And if you can recognize his attacks in the act, then you will better be able to defend yourself from them. But first, I want to start off by praying, because anytime we attack the enemy, he's going to try and come against us. So let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Dear Jesus, tonight we just ask for protection, and we ask that your word will go forth. We pray against any distractions. We pray against any evil intent from the enemy, where he's going to try and come against this word tonight, God. We just pray that you deaf, dumb, and mute him entirely, and that you give us a safe place for this word to go forth. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so the enemy, you've heard, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. And there's a verse in James that tells us exactly how he does this. It says, nope, in James, that's John. There it is. James 1 says, temptation comes from our own desires. Okay, so temptation, y'all know what it means to be tempted. Okay, you see a, a plate of chocolate chip cookies, you're tempted to eat those. Why? Because they taste good. So you're tempted, and it entices you and drags you away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. When sin is allowed to grow, though, it gives birth to death. So this verse is saying, okay, the enemy, he's going to tempt you. And if you decide to give in to the temptation, then that evil desire will drag us away into sin. And what happens if we let sin take root in our lives? Well, it brings about death. Now, I'm not saying you're going to immediately die the first time you do something bad, but it brings about death in relationships. It brings about death in joy in our circumstances. And so we have to look out for when the enemy is first off trying to tempt us. Okay, so this is the first part of his plan. He is known as the tempter. So the enemy, he's like a mad hatter. And he has these three different ways of trying to come against us. So the first hat that he'll put on is called the tempter hat. Okay, and it looks like this. Why? Because Brittany has a sick sense of humor, and she's the one that chose the hats. Okay, so the tempter. So this is when he is going to try and tempt you. Now, is he going to try and tempt you to do good things? No, he's not. He's going to try to do bad things, wrong things, sinful things, and he's going to be strategic about it. So let's say that my biggest temptation in my life is to lie. Let's say that I always feel this need to lie about stories, about where I'm at, lie to my parents, lie to my teachers, whatever it is. Well, the enemy's not going to tempt me then with gossiping. He's going to tempt me with giving me circumstances in which I have the option to lie. If your big temptation is to shoplift, he is not going to tempt you with porn. He's not going to work that way. Yes, I said porn. It's okay, guys. Relax. He is strategic. And this is the first part of that verse that says that temptation is going to come. And I imagine that when temptation comes, it looks a little something like this. Oh hey, oh hey there, uh, little Joey. Uh, you see that? You see that uh, cute girl over there? I, why don't you go over there and kiss her on the lips? If Plank says I ain't got no riz, um, it's fair. Also, uh, she probably has the cooties. 
Uh, you know, I get it. Girls can be scary. Um, yeah. um, what about, uh, you see way, way, way over there? Yeah. There, that guy left his car open and running. Why don't you take a little Joey ride, you know? A little Joey ride? A little Joey, yeah, a little Joey ride. Explore the space, you uh, know? I'm probably too, too small to reach the pedals. Aren't you like 6'2"? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. But also, I'm not very good at driving because on the Grand Theft Autos, and my mom doesn't know I play, uh, I run over lots of people. Man, video games are ruining kids these days and all my fun. Okay, um, how about way, 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 way over there where you can't see it, there's a bowl of Halloween candy. Why don't you help yourself, uh, you know? Play gloves candies. That's what we're talking about, Mr. Satan. That's awesome, um, yeah. Yes, I will very much like those candies. Please. Yeah, and, and I know the bowl says take one, but you know what? What? You can take more than one. Like two? Higher, more. More? More. Like three. Okay, no, that's a good start, but I was thinking like like three times ten. Oh, like, you mean like I should only take uh, them at like ten o'clock is no. when I can allow no, to take I, them? No, I mean multiplication, you idiot. That is not a nice word you said. No, that is not. I know Plank. Don't talk to him. I, so like four. Four candies. You could take the whole bowl. All of it. You could take all of it. All of it? All of it. Oh, but if I take all of it, then I probably am going to have to clean the bowl. Because when my mom makes me, when I finish all my cereals in the morning, my mom makes me clean my listen, bowl. Little, I don't want to hey, clean the bowl. Little Joey, listen what? to me. I got to tell you something, kid. What? You don't have to clean that bowl. You could take all that candy and you could just leave the bowl. Leave it. You won't make me clean the bowl? I won't make you clean nothing. Will you be my mom? <laughs> okay, so that's the tempter. That's Satan saying, little Joey, do these things. Doesn't this sound nice? You can go kiss the cute girl. Well, he wasn't really into that. Okay, well, then you can go steal that car. Again, little Joey wasn't really into that. What did he start biting on, though? The candy. Little Joey, tempt Come on, here you go, here's the candy. Now, sometimes we're able to resist. We're able to say, no, I don't want to do that. I know it's bad. I know it's not what I'm supposed to do. Is the enemy going to stop there? No, he's the worst. And so he's going to throw the hook out as if he's fishing. He's trying to catch a big fish like little Joey. Okay, if you don't bite, guess what he's going to do? He's going to bait the hook. He is going to put something even more enticing on the hook. He's not going to give up. He's not going to give in. He's just going to come against you harder. And in this moment, he switches from just being the tempter to his next hat of being the promoter. In this hat, he is a great salesperson. Why are you laughing? I look great, okay? I look fantastic. And this does not throw off my equilibrium at all, okay? So this is the promoter. He is baiting the hook. He's saying, come on, do it. You know you want to. You're not going to get in trouble. In fact, I'm going to make sure you get out scot-free. And you are going to enjoy it. And you are going to love it. And it is going to be worth it. He doesn't stop with tempting. He promotes. And I imagine it looks something like this. 
Listen, Brandon, just take the candy. My name, my name is Lil Joey, not Brandon. Dude, whatever. Just take, just take it, okay? Um, but I don't, I don't know what. But it might not be right to take it. No, but it, it's fine because listen, nobody's gonna know you took it, and you get all that candy. And all it's gonna take is one little like white lie, little one little white theft. White, white. I don't like white chocolates. No, no. Oh my gosh, dude. No. <laughs> Listen. Plus, my mom would get like super duper duper mad, like real mad. Uh, and I don't, I and I don't think she would like that 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 very much. Listen, little Joey, what Mama don't know won't hurt her, right? And besides, she's not gonna know. And then you you get all the dough, all no. of it. Um, one time, uh, one time, my mom didn't know that I put laxatives in her coffee. And she didn't know, but it did hurt her. Yeah, no, it did. I was, I was a big fan of your early work. I remember that one. But uh, like I'm saying, she'll never know. How would she know? How would she know? How would she know? And you get all the dough, all of it. My mom says that I'm probably not in a season of life to handle processed carbs at this moment. No, but listen, little Joey, these carbs, they're not going to stick to you. In fact, they'll probably even make you skinny. I am skinnies. I am skinny. Look at my six pack. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelves. Sure. Uh, I could kind of see it. Um, maybe, uh, but think of all the energy you're going to get from this candy. You'll probably end up with like a real eight pack, not just a painted on 12. Oh, that's true. You make some good points, Mr. Lucy. Fur. Okay, let's do it. Let's, I'm gonna eat the candies. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so he doesn't just stop saying, hey, you should do it. He doesn't stop there. He says, come on, you know you want to. What mama doesn't know ain't gonna hurt her. You're gonna get an eight pack by eating candy. That's a great idea. Come on. Maybe in your life it's not necessarily candy that's your big temptation because you're not five years old. Maybe for you, it's lying. Maybe for you, it's anger. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's partying. Maybe it's all of these different things where it's like, come on, it's not that bad. What's the worst that could happen if anybody finds out? It's no big deal because, well, it'll probably be worth it. So he starts to get the hook baited until you eventually choose to either not listen or more often we do. We give in to the temptation It's really embarrassing. Y'all good? You there with me? Cool. Okay, so you give in, and then when you do what he's been asking you to do all along, he puts on his third and final hat, and perhaps the worst one of all, maybe the cutest, but the worst one of all, and this is the hat of the accuser. And this is the hat where once you finally give in and you do what he's been telling you to do the entire time, now he switches it on you. And all of a sudden, he's calling you awful things for doing what he's asked you to do. He's saying that you are a terrible person. He's making you feel like a loser or like an idiot or worse of all, like you should run away from God out of shame. The accuser is the worst hat of the enemy. And it looks something like this. 
tum tum hurts. Yeah, it's because you ate all that candy, you fat slob. I'm just big boned. That's not. That's not nice. It hurts. I'm sure it does. Uh, I shouldn't have eaten all those candies. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? What? I don't want to be your mom anymore. And you know what else? What? When your mom finds out what you did, she's not going to be your mom anymore either. My mom's not going to love me anymore? She's not going to love me anymore? I don't, I, I just, I won't eat the candies anymore. It's too late. And <laughs> then you left all the trash on the ground. Now you're a litterer. And guess what else? A bunch of pigeons ate that litter and they died. Not, now you're a pigeon murderer. <laughs> Not Becky. <laughs> oh yeah. Not Becky fly. Becky's gone. <laughs> you know what, little Joey? I just have one thing to say to you. <laughs> what? Is a knife? Everyone, and I mean everyone, is disappointed in you. That was not nice. Everyone? Everyone. My, my neighbor, Kyle? Everyone. My, my cousin, Sammy? Everyone. Chris Pratt? Especially Chris Pratt. But what about my goldfish, Jason Momoa? Disappointed in you. What do I do now? You know what you should do? Run away. Far away from here. And never come back. That's from Lion King. Listen, Scar is the hero of that movie. He was next in line for the throne. You got me off topic. You should run away. Get out of here. <laughs> I hate everybody. So it's really sad what happened to little Joey, right? And also the fact that the devil is a Scar fan makes total sense. That totally checks out to me. Now, this is kind of a silly interpretation, but this is what the enemy does. He does it to us all the time. And we can either continue to not pay attention and let the enemy get away with tempting us, promoting us, and later accusing us, or we can start paying attention and saying, you know what? Enough is enough. Now we need to understand, Satan is not going to show up in footsie pajamas at your door and tell you to eat candy, okay? That's not how it's going to happen. Instead, a lot of the time, Satan shows up in, in our minds. So he's our in our thoughts, our in our dialogue. He's the thought that's saying, hey, go and do this. It's the intrusive thoughts. That's a lot of times how he can appear. Another way that he can appear is through bad influences in our lives. Maybe it is friends that don't know Jesus. Maybe it's mentors that are older than you, maybe like an older neighbor who really is just a bad influence. It could even be certain scenarios in your life that tempt you to do a certain thing. That's where the enemy can show up. And we have to look within ourselves and say, okay, what is that big temptation for me? What is that big sin that I really struggle with? Because that's the one that the enemy is going to keep knocking on my door to do these three things with. And enough is enough. I'm done. Maybe that sin is like I said before, it's anger. Man, you have a short fuse. And the second that anyone does even something small to you, you blow up immediately and throw up rage to everybody. Maybe it's you live a double life where you act 
one way here at church in a complete different way when you're at school. It could be gossiping, rebelling against parents, drugs, sex, jealousy, any one of these things or any other. We all know what's wrong. We all know where it crosses the line, but sometimes that doesn't stop us. And so when the enemy shows up wearing these three hats, this is what the Bible tells us to do, is first you need to recognize that it's the enemy. It's the enemy. It's not your friend talking. It's not good advice. It's not anything else except for the enemy. And you know that the second that he starts tempting and promoting, he's going to turn around and accuse you and make you feel filled with shame and guilt. So you have to recognize, okay, I know this isn't coming from me. This isn't something that I want. I know better. It's the enemy trying to tempt me and promote me. The second thing that we need to do is be able to compare what the enemy is saying to you compared to what God says. We all know what's wrong. We all know where you can end up crossing that line. We've come to church. We've heard the stories. A lot of the times we just know even without what the Bible says. But we know where the line is. And so we need to be able to understand if the enemy is telling you to do something that goes against what God is telling you to do, run far away from it. Because all that's going to come from it is guilt and shame. And the third thing that we need to do is remember the size difference of Satan compared to God. Because you are not a child of Satan. You are a child of God. And when we are in the ring alone with Satan, and it's just us and him, we're pretty evenly matched. And a lot of time, we're not going to win that fight. But when we allow God to enter that ring into us, the size difference between Satan and God, man, they're not even on the same playing field. Remember, Satan at one point was just an angel up in heaven. God kicked Satan out of heaven. He's just an angel, whereas God is God. He is the creator of all things, and he says over and over and over again in his word that you don't have to fall victim to the enemy and his tricks. First John 4 says, but you, you belong to God. You are his dear children, and you have already won. You've already won victory over those people because the spirit that lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. So you don't have to be a victim. You don't have to be like little Joey and be manipulated and attacked by the snake that is the enemy. You can stand up and say, enough is enough. I am a child of God and I choose to recognize when it's him and choose to turn the other way. And when you do end up giving into the temptation, because you will, it will happen, do not allow the enemy's accusations to be louder than the voice of God. Because when you mess up, the enemy will bully you and he will make you feel like you need to run away in shame and guilt. While on the other hand, God is saying, no, 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 no. Don't run away. I know you messed up, but it's okay. I'm waiting right here to forgive you and redeem you. I wanted to leave us with this verse tonight in 1 Corinthians 6. It says, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Enemy's going to say that you're guilty, you're shameful, you're disgusting, you're awful, you're a liar. He's going to label you by your sins while God is saying, no, 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 no. You are holy. You are cleansed. And the second that you call upon my name, I will forgive you and I will give you the power that you need to defeat the enemy. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we just thank you for your word that so clearly outlines for us how to live an amazing life.
And we know that at times the enemy is going to come against us and he's going to fight hard to make sure that he steals, kills, and destroys our joy and our purpose. But we also know that you are so much greater, so much bigger, and so much stronger. So help us in those times of temptation to run straight to you instead of running towards the enemy. Please protect us this week. Keep us safe, healthy, and strong. And remind us this week when the accuser, when the promoter, when the tempter comes knocking to silence them with your name. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.